<clears throat> Let's turn in our Bibles. Matthew chapter 27. Some of these chapters are fairly lengthy. As you notice there in chapter 26, it's 75 verses. Chapter 27 is 66 verses. And so we're taking them piece at a time, topic at a time as we go through. We're looking at the prosecution of Jesus in the middle of chapter 26, about 47 and following, down to the end of chapter 27. We've seen him being arrested, the Lord being arrested, the Lord being accused, and the Lord being assaulted. And we got down to the verse where, oh, I'm in the wrong, there you go, in verse 26, or 25 of 27, <clears throat> then answered all the people and said, his blood be on us and our children. We concluded with that last week. And it's a terrible thing that they asked, but they did get what they asked for, didn't they? And have been getting that, as we read a few details and facts last week. And um, anti-Semitism is increasing in a big way all around the world. And it's, we know it's building to a point where you know, they're not going to get away with what they've done. It's the, the Lord's blood is on them again. A terrible time coming. And then released he, Barabbas. This is um, Pilate releasing Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. And the Roman scourging was no little thing. And there's a whip that came down with metal and broken bones tied in the end of pieces of leather that were at the end of the whip and the first blow drew blood and then up to 40 times whipped and sometimes many times people died from it because their internal organs were revealed through the lacerations and they were lacerated too so these flogging that the Lord received here from a man that Pilate said, I found no fault in him. Not justice, was it? So at the end of the trials, we see Jew and Gentile alike refused a fair trial to the one before whom they must stand. Each one of those people involved and everybody involved with our own sin. We must stand before the Lord one day. Our sins have been forgiven and praise him for that. They chose Barabbas, and the question once will soon be asked of all, are you going to crown him or crucify him? And we answer that with faith and believing, and we crown him Lord of our life. Or we crucify him and say, no, I want nothing to do with that innocent, guiltless man. And we may sing that last, that hymn that Pilate about Pilate. Jesus is standing in Pilate's hall after the message. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this evening that we can consider what happened these almost 2,000 years ago <coughs> where you, upon you was laid our sin, that we might receive your righteousness and be made acceptable in your sight. Lord, thank you for this wonderful act of love and grace and mercy toward us for all of us 
would have ended in hell if it wasn't for this sacrifice. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that we appreciate it. And as we look at the trials you went through and the injustice of it all, that we might consider our part in what happened there that day. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so in you, your uh, bulletin, and if you, if, um, if you don't have a bulletin, there's one right down there. I'm just looking for spare ones. I noticed they were all gone. I went to have a look there tonight, and uh, I found one on a chair. I hope it wasn't yours. <laughs> There's no writing in it. There's a spare one. <laughs> if you want, it will <clears throat> go through because it will help you understand and follow along on the study this evening. We're looking, first of all, at the trials of Jesus. Um, some of these we've looked at, but this, just putting them all together. so that Because in the, when you read the Gospels, you... You get different accounts in, and you need to put them all together to see actually what happened in the trials that the Lord went through. The first trial were the religious trials of the Jews, or by the Jews. <clears throat> and we go to John's Gospel, chapter 18 and verse 12. John 18 and verse 12. And, and put your marker when you get there, because we'll be going back there. <clears throat> This is the time that the Lord was captured in the evening when a kiss of betrayal in the Garden of Gethsemane was given by Judas. Then the band and the captain of the officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first. For he was the father-in-law of Cephas. And uh, Cephas was who? The high priest. And uh, he was the father-in-law. So Annas... Is here at first the Lord was taken before Annas. And in these verses we continue to read, Now Cephas was he who gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And we won't turn, but in Luke chapter 3 and verse 2, it talks about Annas. And also in Acts chapter 4, verses 5 through to 13, particularly verse 6 in the book of Acts there. <laughs> They had crucified the Lord. Peter would preach his second sermon in chapter 4 of Acts. And the leadership of the religious people in Israel were knowing that something was on and they weren't comfortable at all. And they were making threats. They made threats to the apostles to preach in his name. But Peter just let them have it. You crucified the Messiah. <laughs> he just nailed them and told them what they did. They didn't like to hear that. Peter was pretty brave doing that, knowing what had just happened to the Lord. But they had the Holy Spirit present with them. Pentecost had happened. And so they preached powerfully and truthfully, honestly. And we're going to obey God or man. And we're going to obey God, of course. And so there, Annas is mentioned. And they are trying to cover their tracks and try to bribe the soldiers and all the things that happened there after the, the Lord was crucified. The second trial was Cephas because they were tied together, these two, um, not only because they were relatives, but they were in the, the office of high priest, Annas first and then Cephas at the time the Lord died. And we go to Matthew's Gospel where we've been studying chapter 26, which we've already covered, but verse 57 
to 68. And down in verse 59, now the chief priests and the elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death. And so <clears throat> the death sentence, they're uh, seeking to bring the death sentence, the chief priest, which is Cephas, as we know, as you read through the scriptures, sought to put him to death. In verse 66 of 26 of Matthew, what think ye? They answered and said, he is guilty of death. Then they did spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palm of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who smote thee. And um, if you go back to verse 65, the high priest, Caiaphas, rent his clothes, saying, He spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Let's not forget the, forget the, the right way about going about this. He's guilty. We don't need witnesses. Self-incriminating evidence. <laughs> so... Caphias, a death sentence, a charge of blasphemy is given against the Lord. The third trial before the religious people was in chapter 27 and verses 1 to 2. And we know it's different to the others. The others happened after he was captured and take, the Lord was captured and taken in. And Peter warming himself by the fire and so forth. But then in verse 1 and 2 of 27 of Matthew, when the morning was come. So the other things were happening in the evening. What day do we believe that to be? What evening? For, uh, in Gentile terms, Wednesday evening. Because you can't fit three nights in unless you have it to be so. And so we're on Thursday morning. When the, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. So the chief priests, Annas and Caiaphas, because it tied them together as the chief priest earlier took counsel to put him to death they that's their intent they weren't going to change their mind and the death sentence is made as it were to them legal they bound him led him away delivered him to Pontius Pilate the governor so there's the three trials before the religious Jews short rigged false wrong done everything did everything wrong by the book against the book of their own their own laws <clears throat> now and we'll see that in a little bit <clears throat> we have the civil trials before the romans Go, <clears throat> going back to john chapter 18 and verse 28 john 18 and 28 then led they jesus from caphias under the hall of judgment and it was early, so the other, what we read just a little bit early in the morning was early, early in the morning. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pathetic lot, weren't they? Let's be so spiritual by eating the Passover, but let's not go into the judgment hall in case we can't eat the Passover. <laughs> the Passover lamb was being, they were sacrificing the Passover lamb. They were delivering him to death. And <clears throat> And Pilate went, then went unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If we were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up to, unto thee. Pilate then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. <clears throat> Shifting the blame. 
that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke signifying what death he should die. So if the Jews had killed him, how would have they killed him? They would have stoned him. And the Lord knew it was going to be different because the prophecy of the Bible says they pierced my hands and my feet and I will be lifted up as the serpent was lifted up. So it was a cross. It was a crucifixion that was going to happen. And this is signifying what death he should die because that was the Roman method of death. So the fourth trial is before Pilate. And in verse 38, if you go down there, Pilate said unto him, what is truth? <clears throat> when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find no fault at all. I find in him no fault at all. <clears throat> and so he declared him not guilty, but still he had, had had him scourged, hadn't he? He's guilty, Pilate's guilty. <laughs> And Luke's Gospel. Let's go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 23. This is the fifth. <clears throat> and verse 6. Luke 23 and verse 6. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he, was, he belonged to Herod's jur jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod who himself also was at Jerusalem at the time. How convenient. When Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he was desirous to see him for a long time. <clears throat> because he had heard many things of him. He hoped that he had some, seen some miracle done by him. Now, the Lord's already been scourged. So he's been weakened a lot already physically that, the night before. And this is in the morning. And um, Pilate's, well... I can wash my hands of this. Herod's your problem. And he sent him to Herod. And Herod was glad to see him. And uh, how pathetic. To th this one that they already scourged and asking him of a, a miracle of him. He questioned him many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a good gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate and so you can see the procedure they're going through shifting <coughs> the responsibility of this accused criminal that's not guilty because there's no guilty charge brought by Herod at that time against him but still they treated him as they did mocked him and set him at naught uh, mocking him as a king there gorgeous robe and then we go to John's Gospel, back to John 18. It'd be good if one of the writers had just written all of it. <laughs> but uh, you have to get the scripture and search for yourself. Compare scripture with scripture. And he's going back to Pilate because that's what it said in the last, in Luke 23. And we're in John 18 and verse 39 now. And all these verses are in that. Uh, the, the bulletin there. But ye have chosen, ye have a custom, sorry, that I should release unto you, <coughs> excuse me, one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they again and saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was 
a robber. So he's before Pilate at this time. <clears throat> you go on to chapter 19. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. Now I got the scourging wrong. We read that earlier in the thing. You might have to correct me there. But the soldiers plated a crown of thorns and put it on his head and they put on him a robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and saith to the saith then behold I bring him forth to you that ye may know that I find no fault in him then came the Jews then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe and Pilate said unto them behold the man when the chief priest therefore and the officers saw him they cried out saying crucify him crucify him Pilate saith unto them take ye him and crucify him I find no fault in him and so not guilty again declared by Pilate but turned Jesus over to the Jews so thinking of all the things that happened on these three, uh, six trials three before the Gentiles three before the Jewish people the shifting of the responsibility for the crucifixion of Christ or the death of Christ and these trials show <clears throat> how two of the greatest forms of law in the ancient world were perverted here to bring Christ or declare Christ as being guilty. And the power of the Sanhedrin is seen in what happened here, the highest court in the land as the, of the Jews. <clears throat> they could not pass capital punishment as the power had been removed from them about 6 AD by the Romans. So they were shifting it on to the Gentiles. As a twofold indictment against the Lord, he said, destroy this body, or they said, he said, and he had said, destroy this building, and I'll raise it up in three days. And they thought it was the temple, but it was speaking, he was speaking of his body. And in Matthew 27, 43, the other indictment was he claimed to be the Son of God. And that's when the high priest went ballistic and rent his garment. The illegality of the Jewish trials is seen. The judge Caiaphas was prejudiced. If you've got a prejudiced judge, it's like in a communist country, that's it. You're done for before you get there to the court. It's rigged, you could say. And so the high court judge Caiaphas was prejudiced and had already or previously plotted the death of the Lord Jesus in Matthew twenty-six fifty-nine. The courts were without jurisdiction to try a capital offence as far as the Jews are concerned. And that's why they were trying to shift it to the Romans. The incompetence of the judges is seen in the cross-examination. They didn't do it right. Huh? Of the as the <coughs> purpose of itself, the person himself incriminated himself and that was not what they could do in that in examination before the high priests. Uh, the judges por portrayed further prejudice by attempting to obtain testimony from false witnesses. Verse 59 of 26 of Matthew and down to or 59 and 60. And so by the testimony of false witnesses, everything that they're doing 
This day is illegal according to the Jewish law and according to the Roman law as well, as we get into that, uh, mentioning that. The, tri- <coughs> the trial was by night. That also was illegal. And we read in 27, where we read 27 verse 1, morning, in the morning. And so that trial before the Jews was at night. Um, <clears throat> They rendered the verdict of guilty without the, the, the day between which, they were, which was in their law to do. And they were guilty and they were pushing this through before the Passover. So they could partake in the Passover and get it before the, before the people got wind of. It was only a week earlier they were declaring him to be the king of the Jews on Palm Sunday. Um, they held a morning session on the feast day. That was also wrong for them to do. They rendered a verdict without legal ev- evidence. <laughs> um, so they were doing everything wrong. Law to be objective must prove guilt. What do we say? You're innocent until you're proven guilty. <laughs> and... Uh, That was still then and it is still now. Guilt must be proved in a fair trial by true laws of evidence. And it wasn't. In the ancient world, two such systems, the Roman and the Jewish laws of mention, were for that. You're innocent until you're proven guilty. The basis of our Anglo-Saxon heritage law as well that we have. Jewish law was distorted by the infiltration of religion into the judgment on that day. Roman law was distorted by political expediency and they were made friends that day, Pilate and Herod, and uh, (coughs) trying to palm him off the responsibility. And so all these things that happened this day in these six trials was wrong. Any nation, it's I've gotten written here, whose laws go from objectivity to subjectivity is becoming decadent. And that's what they were becoming. And the Romans, well, they they lasted a few hundred years later, but the Jews were certainly out of business in 70 AD, only about 35 years from the the time we're looking at here. Now, let's consider then who killed the Lord Jesus Christ. What do the Jews think that Christians say? Or what do the Jews say Christians say? They say, we say, they killed Jesus. Christ killers is the word. Back when a French crusader was at um, raiding Jerusalem, Godfrey, <clears throat> his men arrived there in the holy city. They surrounded it. The governor of Jerusalem wouldn't surrender. And they herded about 6,000 Jews into one of the synagogues when they broke through and burned the synagogue upon them. And while the Jews were burning, the crusaders, Christian, sang a hymn, Christ we adore thee. Because they said the Jews killed Jesus, let's kill them. And the cry hasn't stopped. Second World War. Mein Kampf. 
these, uh, one, this is one of the few examples we could cite from history where the theological lie is that the Jews killed Jesus. And that's used their, for their blood to be on the day. The, the, the Christians say his blood be on them and their children. And they think they're doing God's will in killing Jews because they say they killed Jesus. So, <clears throat> so it's not the Jewish people. Let's look at, at the text back in Matthew chapter 26. And I think all these references are written for you. There to follow if you want. In verse 47. And while he spoke, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came with him and a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Say, so, see, the Jews did it. <laughs> Verse 57. And they laid hold on Jesus, led him away to Cephas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. See, the Jews did it. The leaders, the, the Sanhedrin, the 70 religious people, the, the, the rulers of Israel. Um, <clears throat> If you go down to chapter 27 and verse 1 and 2, then when the morning was come, all the chief priests, see, the Jews did it. Okay? And this is why the way people can use the scripture, proving that, well, the Jews did it. In chapter 27, verse 20, you have written there, but the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. See, the Jews did it. <laughs> 41 and 43 of the same chapter we read there likewise also the chief priest and mocking him and with the scribes and the elders said he saved others himself he cannot save if he be king of the of Israel let him come down from the cross see the Jews did it huh. verse 62 now when the next day that followed the day of the preparation of the chief priest and Pharisees came together unto Pilate See, the Jews were the ones leading the charge to crucify the Lord, right down to verse 66 or 65, where they is <clears throat> talking about um, Pilate's, and we've read it already. You ever watch? Go your way, make him sure. It's after the crucifixion, so they went and made sure the sepulchre. The Jews, the Jews did it. Well, <clears throat> according to the scripture, it seems so. But what about the Gentiles? What about the Gentiles? There's a mural in Israel depicting the Lord or a person being crucified. Mary is weeping at his feet, standing there. There's a Roman saint dressed as a, a Roman Catholic um, mourning the crucifixion. And then... <clears throat> At the head of the individual being crucified on this mural is a Jewish man with a hammer and a spike in his hand. Now you see, in the day these things were there, a lot of people couldn't read and write, but they could see a picture, and from that picture they would interpret the Jews did it. <laughs> but they... and and. <clears throat> This is the way the Romans had it put. The Roman Catholic Church has it put. And this is what they're trying to blame the Jewish people for it. And this is where Hitler got 
some of his um, info, information, false information from, to say, well, the Jews did it, let's exterminate the Jews. Um, but the Gentile soldiers, let's turn back now and go through again and see how the Gentiles were involved in his crucifixion. Chapter 27 of Matthew, verse 2, the last part of that. They led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Verse 11 to 19. And Jesus stood before the governor and the governor answered him saying, Art thou king of the Jews? And so the governor there, he's, it's Pilate. And you can read on down there through what happened and we've already read parts of that this evening. Verse 22. Of the, and Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do with Jesus? And so, see, the Gentiles did it. The Romans did it. The Romans crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 20, 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and when they had plaited a crown of thorns they put it on his head and a reed in his hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And, they mock, and, and after they mocked him, took a robe off him. And so, and, and they went out, led him away to crucify him. Who did this? The soldiers were doing this. They led him away to be crucified. Um, <clears throat> verse 65 of the same chapter, we have written, Then Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way, make it sure as ye can. Pilate was involved. A Roman. 28 and verse 12 of the book of Matthew we read and when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel that they gave large money unto the soldiers <laughs> so the soldiers are involved in the death and the guarding of the tomb okay we found from the Bible the Jews did it we found from the Bible the Gentile soldiers the Romans did it um, <clears throat> let's turn to Isaiah 53 we say well we had nothing to do with it not what the Bible says in Isaiah 53 verses 4 through to 6 Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. <clears throat> Who might you declare did it there? God did it. Smitten of God and afflicted. But he, he, was, he was wounded for... Who comes up again? Our transgressions. He was bruised for... Our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him, the Lord God, the Father, hath laid on him, the Son, the iniquity of us all. Who killed Jesus? Why did he need to die? Huh. For the sins of humanity <clears throat> for the sins of the whole world he made him who knew no sin to be sin for 
us, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. And back in the Gospel of John, chapter 1 and verse, this is early in John, John 1, 29. It says this, Then the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and he saith, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the the sin of the world. All people. Not just you, not just Romans and the soldiers, but all the world. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9. In Hebrews 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honour, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Every man. All people, not, not just a certain few. So he died. Who killed Jesus? Why was it necessary he go to the cross and die? Because the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. But the Lamb of God and the perfect blood of the Lamb of God can take away sin. And so therefore, we crucified the Lord. We crucified the Lord. And so when you hear somebody trying to say, well, the Jews did it, Christ kill us. We did it. The Romans did it. The Gentiles. And if we're not a Jew, we're a Gentile. But on the other hand, let's turn to John's Gospel. Oh, there's one more in 1 Timothy. We're close to that. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 4 and 6. First Timothy 2, 4 and 6. Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So we all had a part in his death and his crucifixion and as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Now go to John's Gospel, chapter 10 and verse 18, talking about the good shepherd. <clears throat> you probably have already thought, maybe, what's in that verse. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I think this is 10 to 18. No man, no man, Jew, Roman, Gentile, taketh it from me, Jesus said. For... I lay it down of myself. This is a choice he made. This was in eternity past, it was said. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. This was agreed upon. This is what we, they had already agreed upon. Verse 11, back up in verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd, what does he do? He giveth his life for the sheep. John 19 and verse 10. In John 19 verse 10. Then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou that I have power to crucify thee? And have power to release thee. Then Jesus 
Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me except it were given to thee from above. So this is the authority of the Father given the, the power to, for him to do what he did. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greatest sin. So as you look at these different scriptures, it's in, in this last little one, he laid down his life for us. He gave it as a loving, living sacrifice for us. Philippians chapter 2. We conclude with this one. It's the last one. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even to the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. And so he gave his life. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Let this mind be in you, it said in verse 5. Who, though he was God, though he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, and declared himself to be so, he made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men for us. He chose to do that. He chose everybody would end in eternal punishment and hell if he hadn't done that for us. So he gave his life for us. So let's not go around saying, well, someone else did it. <laughs> for our guilt, he died. For our sin, he died. Yes, the Jews had a part in it, the Gentiles had a part in it, the Romans, Gentiles had a part in it. We all had a part in it. So we're all as guilty and all we come before him and say, thank you, Lord, for dying for my sin and freeing me from the jail that I was in and pardoning me. And all the, 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 wor the, the words we've looked at in the morning service over the past few months uh, uh, concerning salvation. He's done this for us. <clears throat> Psalm 23, verse 6. There King David said, Because of this we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because of what he's done for us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you laid down your life. You gave yourself. Yes, man had a part in it. Uh, just showing how sinful and dreadfully wicked we are we all are Jew Gentile alike and Lord you have pardoned us and given us salvation full and free at the great cost of the life of the the sinless life of the son of God your only begotten son while we were yet sinners Christ died for us thank you for that and if there's anyone here or listening in that hasn't believed that Jesus died for them. May tonight be the night that they believe that their sins be, can be forgiven. If they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart that God hath raised him from the dead and they shall be saved. Lord, bless us as we go our way rejoicing in what you have done for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat>